Welcome to Patch Notes. It is uh, the spookiest day of the year. That's right. It's the day before Halloween. Um, although All coming... Hallows Eve Eve. <laughs> this will be coming out shortly after Halloween because I, I have a glut of content I need to release tomorrow. Um, uh, or what will not be tomorrow to you. Uh, but it is All Hallows Eve Eve. We are here uh, chatting with each other. The spookiest thing of all, making content. Um John, are you are you having a happy Halloween? Um, I will be. I mean, there's I, I'm I'm currently bunkered down with uh, my family just out well, not just outside of Baltimore, but uh, <laughs> uh, in Central Maryland, um, and it's sort of everyone's get anyone's guess what the trick or treating situation is going to be. Oh yeah, we're not we're not doing that. Yeah, I assume a lot of people won't be. Um, we're in a relatively we're in a, a community that's take that seems to be taking the pandemic relatively seriously. Um, <laughs> that relatively is doing a lot of work for you. There. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I, we we I ran into my first um, angry non mask wearer. Really, um, a couple days ago. Yeah, it's at the liquor store. Wow. Um, and, you know, guy well, if you, drives up. you have up. to find a place to be angry, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a guy drives up in a giant fuck-off truck, um, ostentatiously. Like, he he gets out of the truck holding a mask and, like, sort of looks around <laughs> just to make sure that, the, like, at least there's someone watching him as he puts the mask back in the truck. Ooh. Um, ah. Yeah, big man. Um, Whoa. And then he, like... He does that thing, which I'm assuming that our listeners in uh, certain uh, communities, other communities in this country, perhaps in the South and the Mountain West, are more familiar with uh, than I am, which is he starts going into the – he goes into the liquor store and starts looking for trouble. Like he, oh, he yeah, wants yeah, yeah, sure. to you, make eye contact with people wearing masks. He wants someone to, he wants he, someone to say, hey, you should be wearing a mask. Yeah. Uh, and he gets what he wants from the owner. Um, of course, they have, the owner has to say that. Yeah, and they have a back and forth. Um, it doesn't get violent or anything. It, like it wasn't meme worthy. Did he say um, I thought this was America? Uh, he on. said something. He said words to that effect. I don't. He sure. didn't. He didn't okay. get the full phrase out there. Um, but he had to go out and get go back to the car and get his mask. <laughs> Did um, he do it? I was leaving as he was being, because I was just in there for a six pack and then out. Sure. Um, I was leaving as he was being sent away, so I didn't actually. I know he left. I don't know if he um, if he came back inside. God, can you imagine how humiliating it would be to like put up that big a fight and then be like, "Man, I just really, I do need that beer, though." <laughs> just... Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's another liquor store across the street. <laughs> Well, like, I, we've got, like, two opposing, like, the, you yeah, know, like I, directly across from each other. So I'm assuming he just went to that other one. I mean, I guess even if you uh, you were, you like, you were like, wow, like, geez, I, I can't, you know, I can't live without liquor. I, I need my liquor, um, which, I mean, fine. I, I get it, especially now. I'm not casting aspersions. Uh, but you could then, uh, you could then just go to the other place and put on your mask and be like, okay, look, I, got, I had my fun. Now it's time to get my beer and not uh, embarrass myself. Yeah, but I don't know. That seems very, very. Um, it seems very circumspect for this kind of uh, this kind of mind that you ran into. Yeah, I mean, there doesn't seem to be anything special about him in particular. And frankly, there are like um, five liquor stores in that like two square mile area stretch of road. Wow, not uh, a so lot special has... about the old liquor store either. Yeah, he has a lot of options there for people he can piss off if he wants to. Do you think? Do you think some? Do you think one of those owners would just be like, "All right, it's fine." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he chose. He he made the mistake of just choosing the wrong liquor store because uh, one of the ones down the street, the owner is a no mask guy. Oh yeah, the place I get my haircut is like it's like a local chain, right? Like there are like four or five of them in the immediate area, and uh, the guy who owns it. Um, is like a real chud, like a anti-mask, I hate Governor Fox kind of guy. Mm. Um, but I mean, I don't know, man. His, his employees seem cool and they give me a great haircut. So I don't know what to do about that. Uh, but yeah, they're out there. They are. 
Uh, also, the uh, Jesus 20... I made a tweet about this. The G, uh, I don't know why I appended that. Like, you can't link to it or anything, but... Um, <laughs> Go check out John Bernhard. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, A couple of election signs have shown up for uh, Jesus 2020. I saw that. That would be... Um... I got to say, if you elected Jesus and he came back, that would, um, I mean, if you're trying to avoid an apocalyptic scenario. <laughs> I, I have a feeling these guys are uh, of the evangelical bent that is actively rooting for the apocalypse. In uh, the well, that's always good. Uh, anyway, he didn't appear to have a running mate on this sign. Um, no, why would he? And his campaign slogan was, love one another, qu- mm. all quotation, like with quotation marks around it. I saw the I saw the TikTok where the where the girl was like had the red hand and the blue hand and she mm-hmm. kept putting paint on her face where like red and blue and it was like you know saying things that the Democrats or Republicans said and then she said vote Jesus at the end it's very good yeah the the kids they're gonna save us man <laughs> I also the other funniest thing I saw about TikTok was someone saying that um, someone basically saying in the in the wake of the uh, Corbin suspension from. Uh, uh, from WWE, no, from um, from uh, 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 the Labour Party in the UK over um, a completely made-up scandal. Uh, someone said, like, oh, white leftists are always making making a super toxic environment, but Palestinians and 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 uh, Israel Israelis are like super good at talking to each other about this. Oh yeah, that's someone that's what like, they're known what? for. That's, they were that's... like, "What are you, what are you talking about? Like, where do you like you talk about this with people?" And the one person was like, "Yeah, sometimes we talk about it on TikTok." <laughs> Zionist TikTok is way lit. Uh, well, um, now you can't watch the uh, Wonder Woman sequel. Uh, now that you said oh that, oh no, oh no. <laughs> what am I going to do with my time? Um, yeah, so it's it's. I don't know. It's another week in America, John. Uh, um, I don't know. The second run of COVID is going to be way worse than the first. This we is going to be slasher body count all time worldwide daily high today with yeah I, I don't know like they always do this in the sequels it's just the you know more <laughs> bodies more blood more carnage um and we're gonna get it yep anyway uh um are you expecting like are you getting candy in case there are trick-or-treaters no. or are you just like turn off the light well i mean we've got uh the household right now is my parents me my sister and my brother-in-law um okay and like three dogs, Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus Christ is there too. He's 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 uh, suspended his campaign. To spend yeah, time he's with the he's Bernhards. one of the dogs. Uh, we're a very sacrilegious <laughs> family. No, but uh, I am not going. I'm not going to be the one. They're in the ba- they're living in the basement right now. I'm in a converted office upstairs that used to be a bedroom uh, many many years ago. Um, and the parents have the main floor. Obviously, it's their house, so they're the ones who set our Halloween policy. Um, which is which is going to be, I believe, if it's like years before, we're going to have a bowl of ca- a very like desultory bowl of candy, like a just in case bowl of candy. But then we're going to close the blinds and turn out the lights. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, see, the thing is, we're not going to be able to get away with um, with that as easily this year. Uh, uh, I think um, because. Uh, of the dog situation, because we have one new dog in particular. Her name's Harper. Uh, you may be able to, all right, so my sister and her brother-in-law used to live in Washington, D.C. You may be able to guess okay. who Harper is named after. Oh, uh, Harper Lee from uh, yes. uh, the Kill a Watchman. Yeah. Um, to Kill a Watchman, yes. Yeah. To Kill a Watchman, that famous uh, D.C. comics property. Um, <laughs> well, we're really, yeah, no, I, I can imagine. So, uh, uh, much as a Philly person who has a dog named Harper now would be, uh, you could guess. Yeah. Um, so this dog is um, getting used to its new environs. And what that means is it's barking at everything. Sure, of course. Me, my parents, uh, random, everybody who passes outside. So uh, trick-or-treaters, if they if they come up, are going to... No, there's someone in the house because there's going to be a dog barking loud enough to hear through the brick. Well, maybe they just think it's a dog. I mean, is your house the house in the neighborhood that people think is haunted? No. Do they um, think you're like a like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, thing going on here or anything? No, we don't put in the effort for that. Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe they'll just think you're unfriendly. Yeah, that, well, they wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> well, um, 
John, I hope you become more friendly to the kind children in your area. Um, yeah, I, they this just isn't, simply this want to infect you with the disease. This isn't some Grinch shit. I'm going to be who I am going to be. Wow. Bold. I love it, actually. It's it's good. It's good to see that you're you're willing to just embrace it. Um, well, we don't have to celebrate uh, Halloween right now because uh, this is coming out after Halloween. So it's time for Thanksgiving, John. And, and I'm giving thanks this year for... Uh, um, the constant uh, lack of interest I have in uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Uh, because it's really helped me out a lot. <laughs> uh, because it, nothing is ever happening with it. Yeah, well, if you if you don't expect anything, you'll never be disappointed. That's correct. Um, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 got moved back. Uh, its release date got moved back in like three weeks, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, into December. Uh, this was... Communicated to fans via a Twitter posting, which um, apparently was made before they informed their employees. I was going to say it sort of came by surprise of the uh, social person, too, yeah. which is kind of funny. The uh, reason given by CD Projekt Red for that surprise, uh, it, <laughs> hey, hey, they gave a reason at least most of the time. Last time, last couple of times that I was fired on social media uh, by a, you know, a journalistic um, endeavor. Uh, there was no reason given for why it was done via social media. Um, mm-hmm. But this one, there was a reason given here, and it's uh, for stock market manipulation purposes. They didn't want it uh, to be... <laughs> no, no, it's for, it's for crunch. It's for crunch. Yeah, um, which, you know, I mean... It's not really There are crunch. worse excuses to give. Uh, this you, is literally why I get mad about... <laughs> why I get mad about Schreier. Like, this is, this is 100% what happens when you do a thing where you're just like... You're nice to the companies enough to get access, but you also write critical things. Now they know. Now they know you can just say crunch. And, like, half of the industry is going to be like, eh, all right. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I mean, but, I mean, I, yeah. Am I, I wrong? I, I just, well, Am I, don't, I wrong? I don't think this is about, I, I don't, the, the reason they gave for the delay wasn't about crunch at all. No, but didn't I mean, they the, say they the didn't reason want to? They didn't tell the 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 devs wasn't about crunch. It was about oh, con, it was about conforming with uh, Polish law about stock manipulation. Oh, like because if, if the devs knew that the delay was coming before the public knew, they could act on that oh, as insider traders. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, all right. So I find that kind of silly because you can st- if you just told them like ten minutes before you told the rest of the world. Uh, they have to like rush to get their broker on the phone, and you probably could, you know, notice and punish those transactions in <laughs> accordance with Polish uh, stock manipulation law. Um, but it is at least, a, I think, a rationale. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a rationale for it. But like they did say, I thought I saw them say, like, we're doing this to keep like a healthy work environment or some nonsense. Yeah, probably. I mean, they say a lot of stupid – like, CEOs say a lot of stupid bullshit. Like, the CEO of this said that, like, the devs were cool with it, like, in his <laughs> in his statement. Let me find it. Um, okay, this is we're from the Kota- Kotaku article. Uh, update. Um, CD Projekt Red released the full remarks from a Tuesday Q&A with investors about Cyberpunk 2077's delay over on its website following a question about reports of Crunch the Studio. Co-CEO Adam uh, Kaczynski said, regarding Crunch, actually, it's not that bad and never was. He (laughs) went on to confirm that mandatory overtime would be extended a bit as a result of the new release date. Update. Mandatory overtime, definitely not Crunch. That's something different. Um, oh, here's the actual full quote. Uh, of course, it's a story that has been picked up by the media, and some people have been crunching heavily, but a large part of the team is not crunching at all since they have finished their work. It's mostly about QA and engineers, programmers, but it's not that heavy, of course. Uh, side note, besides, who are the people in the group that aren't in the QA and engineers and programmers buckets? Like, yeah, the narrative I, like, designers the, aren't crunching? <laughs> the CEOs aren't crunching? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, okay, the C-suite isn't crunching. Great, I'm glad. uh, But it's not that heavy, of course. It will be extended a bit. But we have feedback from the team. They're happy about the extra three weeks, so we don't see any threats regarding crunch. Second Mm. update, 4.46 p.m. Eastern. Kaczynski has since apologized to staff for his comments on crunch in an email. Schreier reports, 
our evil villain, Jason Schreier. I just like having a, a brand. I'm sorry. The co-CEO called his remarks demeaning and harmful, writing, what I said was not even unfortunate. It was utterly bad. Hmm. Feels like this happens a lot with CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, was, I was like, someone on the Discord said, like, you know, I just feel so bad for that social person, social media person, which, like, yeah, in fairness. But my first, my literally, my first response was like, "Don't feel bad for a CD Projekt Red <laughs> social person." Like, it's just. I mean, they're that, they're fully they're they're a full time employee in Poland. They've already got a leg up on you here in America. Well, and also like, they're probably like two seconds away from tweeting something like you uh, you assumed my gender or something like that. Just like consistently the least enjoyable company to see outside of their games i don't know thq nordic gave them a run for a while no fair enough but they just faded out there i gotta say like you see staying power like cd project red i mean that's that's a that's a kurt Schilling level of uh of just vile elements uh, okay well i mean to my knowledge they haven't threatened to lynch any games reported. yeah really. okay fair enough maybe i've gone a little far Maybe once again, listeners, I've gone a little far. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of video game company... Trev's got the takes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, In any case, um, I don't know. I guess it's pretty cool that uh, the game's coming out at all. Uh, We'll see. Now, uh, we we should cover the reason for the delays. Oh, Uh, is it is it so that everything gets on the PS5 when it comes out? No, it's it's actually apparently the current generation consoles that they haven't mm. gotten it running on. Uh PS4 Weird. and the Weird. Xbox One. Um apparently it's also gonna be on Stadia. That's gonna be a disaster. Imagine crunching on a game so that it works on Google Stadia. Imagine that I'd being be so the reason mad. you have to uh work six days seven days a week, I guess, right now. Um and like 12 hour days or something is because of uh, so you can help um implement the negative latency features uh, <laughs> i was i was kind of cracking up because when i was uploading an episode um i realized that uh the last patch notes i i entitled uh uh bad news stadians <laughs> which is the the, the subtitle of uh, one of my favorite like a, a recent post that someone showed me from Reddit where, like, I think it was when Amazon announced their, like, or Google. I know it was Amazon because Stadia is Google. Um, Amazon's, like, Luna you know, is streaming. the Amazon project. Yeah, yeah. right. And people, I think the, the sta- our Stadia was just, like, bad news, Stadians. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> I like to think every time something happens, they just go, good news or bad news, Stadians. Um, oh, there so- was actually a, uh, a semi-follow-up um, to our friend Alex Hutchinson's uh, comments uh, oh, that we discussed nice. on last week. Pod. He basically just got reprimanded and um, Google distance. Oh yeah. Didn't YouTube like tweet and say like, Hey, yeah, I think I mentioned that in the episode. Oh, yeah, we mentioned that in the Google show, got yeah. in on it too and put out like an official statement saying that his views do not represent those of the company. Um, he had to see the writing on the wall at that point. Yeah. He's not getting fired. Getting all or sorts anything. of internal emails. Yeah, he's, like, oh, he's not getting fired. Gonna or have to anything, go to some, but, um, you know, corporate's not going to be happy with me. He's not going to be a main character on Twitter for a while, I suspect, until <laughs> uh, he starts, you know, feeling confident again, and then he'll have another take. Hey, I mean, it's important to have takes online. It is always. I'm you, just proving it. If you do not have takes, you die. Well, yeah, you may you may as well not even exist. Yes. Uh, speaking of things which may as well not even exist, Watchdog mm-hmm. Legion is out today. So um, yeah, no, I mean apparently. Uh, you may recall Watchdog Legion as Dogs Legion as being the game that was supposed to be based on Brexit, um, <laughs> because it was being planned when Brexit happened. Um, and they did a very not... cool idea to, to to plan it around a current event. I'm sure it'll be relevant when it when the game. Right, comes here, out. that's the thing. They planned on it being over by the time the game was out. They started planning it based on Brexit back in like 2016, but Brexit is eternal. Brexit is ongoing. It hasn't happened yet. Like Brexit happens allegedly happens on like January 31st of the of, um, or maybe it's January 1st. It it happens like this year allegedly. Like this is the like very the, the idea tenth or twelfth time that Brexit is supposed to happen, and it always keeps getting delayed because Brexit must always exist in a sh- like a Schrodinger state 
of observed uh you right know. no like I, like I was gonna say like not only has brexit happened um brexit will happen and will never happen and also has happened again yes like it brexit brexit is is eternal yes um so they that game went through some revisions it mainly i mean i've watched i watched uh brad from giant bomb stream some of it earlier today i've watched some additional content on the youtube yeah then you watched brad from bon appetit stream it yeah <laughs> um oh, sorry I was trying to come up with a, a good Bon Appetit joke, but it just made me sad. Um, oh, yeah? <laughs> no, I, I, I was actually like – I was a really late adopter of the Bon Appetit stuff. Oh, uh, and then they – So I was like still like up. going through the back catalog when all that happened. I was like, yeah, Ooh, this content is good. Yeah, these people are – like a lot of these people seem like uh, you know rich yuppies. Um, but you know they, they seem to get along and oh, my god. Well, yeah, now there's no yeah. more video. Now there's no more test kitchen. Um, Sorry, John. Yeah, well, these things happen. Um, to you. Yeah, to, um, to me. Yeah, I am the real the thing. The thing about the test kitchen you have to understand <laughs> is that I am the real victim here. Uh, not Sola, not uh, not uh, any of the other of the other people. Um, you know, Gabby, any of them. Uh, it's me. I am the person who has been wronged. I did. I will say. I will say. Um, I did because uh, I. I was. I was trying to be good at my job and uh, post about shows that I release. And um, I. Um, I logged into TweetDeck to to use the no cartridge account, and uh, I hadn't. I mean, I. It had been a really long time since I since I had been in there, and since I had been in there, there was a DM from uh, a listener. It was from 2019, so it was a while ago. But the. The DM just was, is John okay? He sounds very depressed. No. Um, I'd like to update our <laughs> listener. Uh, John is not okay. Uh, John only does podcasts when he is very sad. Um, <laughs> Please, John. John would never do this unless he was very depressed. That's correct. Um, yeah, so 2019, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I've actually gotten worse in terms of um, – I don't know. I think you've gotten better. Yeah, I have. I think I – think, I almost said I think Brexit. I, th- I think COVID has has focused you in some ways. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I have got my tweets have gotten very anti UK recently. Uh, if you've if you've been paying a lot attention, I've the, the, half the show is just going to be about my Twitter. Okay, the the, the news is slow this week. Um, but my my sleep schedule has gotten off to the point that I'm like sort of awake during. Uh, UK news time. Oh, that's always nice. That's always fun. So you know, I have to be. Um, I, I get exposed to the, to the to the truly sordid nature of that pedophile island. Um, sorry, it's a to rough place. British listeners, but you know they know. Um, yes, they're 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 just as annoyed with it. Uh, so you know, I, I've been paying attention to all, all of that garbage. There is just so much of it. Um, There's a lot of garbage surrounding uh, their lockdowns and the new labor um, nonsense. Um, Jeremy Corbyn forever, and um, yeah, all of all of that. Uh, so I've gotten very anti UK in my postings, and that's given me a like a like some something to focus my energies on. Good. Um, I'm proud of you. Um, are you gonna play Watch Dogs Legion? No, th- I mean that's that's a bridge too far. I cannot even spiritually go to the United Kingdom. Watch Dogs Legion takes place in London. Um. It is the third game in the Watch Dogs series. The first game was um, released in 2014 after a How long series How did they release so plays. many Watch Dogs? I feel like every single one has been like a nothing. Uh, I liked Watch Dogs, too. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Legion was released uh, – not Legion. Watch Dogs 1 – was it released in 2014? That seems wrong. Yeah, May twenty seventh, two thousand fourteen. After substantial delays, uh, there, if you recall, there were uh, controversies about uh, the game that was displayed at the trade shows in E three, looking substantially better than the final product. Um, but the main thing to remember at Watch Dogs one is, is it starred like a uh, a really like vicious misogynist um, guy named Aiden Pierce. Like his name is is a is a phallic joke. Um, yeah. And, like, every woman in that game 
her fate is basically judged by whether she's smart enough to get away from this man that you play as. Um, the uh, Sounds good. <laughs> for instance, he ha- there are two main adult female characters uh, in that game. Uh, one is his sister, I believe. Yes, his sister, um, whose name I don't recall because she's really not important to the plot. And except for being like someone that he obsesses over and has to quote-unquote protect from danger that he, of course, entirely imports into her life on his own. Yeah, um, sure. And the other Naturally. one is Clara, the dead sec hacker slash like quest giver slash voice in your ear for most of the plot. Dead sex sounds like something from a Kojima game. It's basically fake anonymous. Okay. Um, sort of like if anonymous, it's it's like if anonymous was what they thought they were or wish they were, rather than like a bunch of uh, big talking script kiddies and compromised government assets. Um, <laughs> you know, like hacker teens is who they are. And now, anyway, uh, now anonymous is going to DDoS us. Thanks a lot, John. Anon- anonymous isn't around anymore. Um, Someone around is around saying they're anonymous. Yes, but I—I I mean, they've—they've they've all gone on. I, I, the people who are like really big into the cult of anonymous, they've all moved, moved. Uh, excuse me, moved on to Q. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, and there's uh, the and then the other the other female character is Clara. I believe her name's Clara. It's either Clara or Claire. Uh, this French Canadian uh, punk woman uh, who. Um, is your is your mission giver and the person who's in your ear, and uh, she gets like like brutally murdered as part of the end game of that plot. Sorry mm. for spoilers, um, because Aiden Pierce fucks up and puts her in danger. Um, huh. Anyway, the first time you meet, he like chokes her out as like a way of saying hello, because um, he's a hard like he's game. a hard man in hard <laughs> world. Uh, he, this game's from 2014. Um, he's sort of like all right, so. The thing about Aiden Pierce is that he was supposed to be an iconic guy. Like, he had a symbol. Um, the Watchdog's symbol is like this like this weird version of the... Uh, it, let me see. Let's see if I can describe it. But if you Google Watchdog symbol, you'll get it. It's, it's sort of like a fox. It's sort of like an origami fox, oh, maybe. Oh, yes. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so he has that on his hat at all times. And then he had that jacket. Do you remember Aiden Pierce's jacket? No. Uh, it's this very silly jacket that like buttons once uh, at the top. Like, um, so it's all right. So you know, it's an Assassin's Creed jacket. Basically, what they want is a billowy thing that can act like a cape, um, but is iconic. Sort of like uh, how Assassin's Creed has Ezio's uh, and Altier's uh, white hooded thing um yes. you know uh I get it's not really a it's not really a hoodie hooded sweatshirt because didn't really have those in you know it's basically crusades europe and italy but yes it's basically that uh so do you think if they had hoodies they'd be uh like they would have not like freaked out and done so many crimes against uh islam no no i think they just would have done crimes against islam in hoodies like nazis okay. do now um all right, well, I just thought we needed to ask. That's true. I mean, it's worth interrogating. Uh, so Aiden has this jacket. Um, you know how mo- most jackets are designed to cover your body, uh, and then you zip mm-hmm. it up or you button the jacket to keep it closed? Yeah, the classic jacket. Yeah, the, you know, the jacket, the jacket your dad wore. This is not your dad's, your dad's or your granddad's jacket. I want my dad's jacket. Yeah, so Aiden's jacket um, doesn't close traditionally like it doesn't have a zipper it doesn't have buttons it's just got like you know normal creases there and it doesn't even seem like if he were to like try to pull it around his body that the edges of the 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 jacket would actually meet the way it stays closed is he's got this like single strap up around the breastbone that he just puts over so uh all right so if you google him You've got this guy in jeans and, um, like, I want to say he wears – you can change his outfit a bit, but usually he wears, like, a like a, a turtleneck under there or a T-shirt. Um, and then he's got this, like, open coat that has one point of contact keeping it closed. And if, it looks like the stupidest thing in the fucking world. Like, 
people tried to cosplay at, as it. And as soon as it got out of the video game into the real world where, you know, you have to walk around with real world people, it's just the stupidest goddamn thing on the planet. Anyway, uh, he was a disaster, so much of a disaster that he's, that, you know, instead of Watch Dogs 2 being the continuing adventures of Aiden Pierce. Did they kill him off? No, no, no. He's still around. Oh. Uh, he he stars in a a side quest in Watch Dogs too, where where you play as, um, in the second game you play as this kid Marcus, um, who's a black teenager from Oakland, I believe. Okay. Um, and instead of taking instead of taking place in Chicago, um, it takes place in. Um, uh, sorry for my vocal quality tonight. I've got a head cold. Um, it takes place in San Francisco in the Bay Area. Um. Uh, and at one point, Aiden Fox comes through, uh, and, like, just, like, the implication is that he's just been, like, killing gangsters, like, walking into gang, like, organized crime fronts with shotguns and killing everybody and just has been killing his way across America. And, of course, to our, our protagonists uh, in DedSec in San Francisco, this is, like, the coolest thing ever that this um, – violent terrorist basically has been um st- is, has been stalking the american streets um, it's very cool to be a violent terrorist with hi- hi- just kidding yeah i mean if aiden pierce existed in real life uh he'd be a boogaloo that's that's who he is um mm. and so our uh our heroes in watchdogs 2 uh are of our super psyched to help this psychopath uh, realized his goals um, at one point the more sure. but uh, the side quest is that he get that Pierce gets himself captured and is being held in like an underground detention facility by the Russian mob feels like a lot of people would want to hold him in an underground detention facility at this point yeah uh, and you have to sneak in and free him and as soon as you do sneak in and free him he like there's like you watch on a security camera as he gets free free and like brutally murders one security guard takes his gun kills the other and then, um, you know, our special son of violence is free once more to uh, to stalk the streets of America and dispense open world justice. Uh, apparently, so the the gimmick of Watchdog Legions is that you can play as anybody. It procedurally generates a bunch of um, Londoners uh, with diverse backgrounds. You know, all seven of them, seven or eight of those diverse backgrounds, uh, mm-hmm. and hits basically hits random on a character creator. Sure, uh, and, okay. assign, and you know you can recruit these people in the open world and have them as part of the team. Part of the DLC is you can just get Aiden Pierce on your squad. Uh, um, yeah, so he he's back. He's was anyone asking for that? No, is this like, but you know they're still trying to make him happen. Uh, there's also a character from Watch Dogs too, but it isn't Marcus because Marcus is sm- my take. My take is that Marcus is smart enough not to be involved in any more of the games in the series. More likely, uh, it's because. There weren't any actual iconic characters from Watch Dogs 2 except for the white guy with the anime mask. Uh, and it's the white guy with the anime mask that gets to um, Ooh, nice. be the Watch Dogs 2 representative. Um, so, yeah, it uh, from the footage I've seen, it looks like a, disa- like a disaster so far performance-wise. Uh, Brad from Giant Bomb was I, – I watched one of his feeds for a bit. Um, and then I, I, as I said, I watched some YouTube footage and, uh, no one was having any real success getting the thing to cooperate graphically. Uh, this, they're all on PC right now. I believe the PS5 and Xbox, um, Series X versions are embargoed, uh, for review, um, at the moment. Uh, so the, this is a, this is the PC release they're all playing and it, it, you know, frame rates are inconsistent. Uh, Brad was having streaming problems with the UI flickering, um, uh, just random drops in performance uh, for no apparent reason, um, and really beyond uh, crashes. There were a couple crashes. Um, sure. And beyond that, London just looks like maybe this is a problem with London in general. And I'm open to this. I'll being say the case. I enjoyed I enjoyed my time in London. I I think it's a nice city. Does it look like boring dog shit? No. All right. So then we might have a problem with Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, other people might disagree with me for sure. But I think ultimately, I think uh, the the one nice thing I've seen on my feed about Watch Dogs Legion is um, 
I like it was someone saying, I just love walking around in London um, in my daily life. Um, like it's it's cool to be able to do it in game. Okay, is, so those are London poison people, people who've already already succumbed to the cult of London. Uh, but what I was going to say was that is literally the de- the defense people made of Fallout seventy six. Like, yeah. hey, if you lived in West Virginia though, this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to slander. Well, that's not true. I want to slander slander London a lot. Uh, I don't want to slander people that I know or people who are on your feed. Um, but from what I've seen, <laughs> please feel free to slander people on my feed. It's not a problem. Yeah, from what I've seen, that is just a remarkably, uh, boring looking city. Uh, part of it, I guess, is you, you don't really get this, the vistas of San Francisco. Like I want to say that San Francisco has a lot more wide open, you know, landscape shots, let's say that you can make. California is a great a great place to set a video game. Yeah, because like, like it, it was the same at Eleanor. Like everything just feels hilly and neat, and there are valleys and there are cool places to look. And I don't know, like it, it's a good place to set a video game. Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, that's kind of all there is to it. And and London is harder. Yeah, and even it's been a long time since I played Watch Dogs one, but even Chicago had that had a better sort of like future dystopian feel. Than I got from, admittedly, just watching. I, I don't have a copy of the game. Uh, people play this London because it felt like one. Obviously, it's weird to see a London where everyone's toting assault rifles. Um, generally speaking, that's not something that uh, happens in um, uh, in, in London. No, <laughs> they usually don't have uh, guns. Are extraordinarily rare. Yeah. Uh, so. That was odd, and obviously it's also like a future London, so there's self-driving cars and weird future stuff, and it does feel like there's a patina of dystopia like slapped onto it uh, as a you know as something that like conflicts with the the actual city's aesthetic, which is amusing because London is already in real life like the dystopia capital of the world, um, of the Western world at least, um, and. And you, uh, you see, like you know, all all the neon colors and the um, the big new signs for Bloom Tech and all the fake companies, the fake private security companies that are Bloom Tech's really good because I like to imagine it's a, a Ulysses reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you uh, you see all their all their signs and their their uh, their self driving cars and like the fake Amazon um, stand in trucks. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, sure. it just it, it feels kind of off in a way that at least to me it it didn't in Watch Dogs too. Um, sure, yeah, no, I I mean I don't know, like it's it's the continuation of a series. Like they're they're almost always bad, right? Like they almost always forget what is good about the original and evolve on something that just doesn't work. Especially in AAA, like there are are some there are some examples otherwise, but like. It really doesn't surprise me even a little bit that Watch Dogs doesn't quite understand what made it good. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. And it's funny because Watch Dogs is dropping like three weeks before the new Assassin's Creed does. Mm-hmm. Um, gen- I mean, Ubisoft dropping two huge open world games back to back like that makes me think that maybe they have a similar uh, level of confidence in Watch Dogs. As uh, as as maybe we do. Um, yeah, I mean, they might see the writing on the wall. Better to better to just you know go ahead and um, I don't know, take your lumps and release it at a bad time. It's like when movies used to go. It's like in the old days when movies used to be in movie theaters. Um, they would release the bad ones all in a row, basically. Like, just there would be like a bad time to be at. To, to yeah, it was like February. Was was yeah, was and it's like okay, it. yeah, we all understand these movies are bad, but as long as we put them all in February, uh, um, it was like every February you could go to the movies and see uh, which films yeah. uh, Bruce Willis and Al Pacino had um, collected a check from that year. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it is like it is. Um, I don't know. This feels like when when you say like oh yeah we we would have had a great game except we opened against actually I feel like I'm saying this about a great game so I, I apologize I forget what what the reference to this is but it's like saying like oh we would have had a great uh, our, our game would have sold really well except we opened against Metal Gear Solid Five like 
it it's okay. Like, you know, at a certain point, you don't want to have to lie to yourself like that. You just release it in a weird time and say, like, yeah, at least it's before Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I forget what game you're talking about, but I know we've talked about the game that had to choose between releasing against Metal Gear 5, Solid 5, or, um, like, Assassin's Creed Syndicate two weeks later. Yeah, it was rough. That Whatever that game was, and I believe it was a good game. So, feel bad. Mad Max. It. Mad Max 2015. Uh, yes, yes. Um, yes. um yeah, that was a game that you talked about. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I will check out Watch Dogs Legion when it goes on sale. It, for what it's worth, if you enjoy the Watch Dogs gameplay loop, it looks like it has the Watch Dogs gameplay loop working. Um, everything else about it. Is the Watch Dogs it, gameplay loop really all that different from most open-world gameplay uh, loops? The hacking stuff is sort of, sort of different, uh, like where you take control of um, security cameras and blow up things in the environment. Um, there's a lot more trap kills, let's say, in okay. a watchdog's nice. uh, curated um, set-piece experience than you'll find in your generic open-world uh, shooter or uh, combat game. Um, so if you, if you like that stuff, if you like the hacking stuff, the camera stuff uh, from 1 and 2, that stuff's here. Uh, it doesn't seem like the game has much of a story. It certainly doesn't seem to have much in the way of main characters. Um, but... You know, if, if you're willing to chuck all that aside, and frankly, uh, I would take a game with no story and no main characters over a game that had the story and main characters of the first Watch Dogs, um, then you'll probably find, you know, something to like there. Um, that's, you know, that said, it's probably worth keeping your powder dry for Assassin's Creed Valhalla if, uh, you know, you only have, you know, bandwidth right now for one giant open world Ubisoft game. And if you really just want to be a, you just want to be a big old, a big old um, Viking. Yeah, I mean both. I want to be like Jax Teller, but a Viking. Both games involve uh, invading England, so. I guess, I guess uh, when you when you put it that way. Um, well, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much going on this week. Uh, there was the, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh... We don't have anything in the document, do We've we? We've got one thing. Well, I guess we do. We have the, oh, yeah, the Demon Souls. Oh, God. Can we not do the easy mode thing? I'm just so sick of this conversation. Yeah, well, it's happening. Um, Demon Souls, uh, Blue Point Games' is, um, lead dev, I believe, uh, gave an interview with um, Game Informer saying that they're not putting in any difficulty patch or... Um, you know, God mode or easy mode difficulty setting into the Demon Souls remake. Um, the reaction to that has been predictable. In some places, bad faith. In some places, not. The thing that gets me is that they also they are going to have like pre-order bonus items, and that yeah. to me goes far more against the spirit of uh, a Souls game, like having like. Oh, the pre-order bonus items suck because they're just all the souls. You don't even have to try. Yeah, like that that sounds like an easy mode to me. Um, yeah, yeah, and at least easy mode would allow you to actually like explore the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, giving I it see like I don't really get the demand for easy modes to begin with. I mean, we we've, we've done the argument before on this show. We don't need to have it again. But it seems to me like God, no. handing you a bunch of overpriced items is in a Souls game. Without that, that is the easiest mode of all. <laughs> now the issue is that you have to pay extra for it. I think it's part of like a deluxe package or something. Yeah. So I mean, for them, it's like a good mode. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that mode. <laughs> um, perhaps bigger news out of that um, interview was that the uh, six they, there there isn't any like secret new content coming. Um, in the original Demon Souls, uh, they planned to have six worlds. From Soft, it planned to have oh, six worlds. Oh, yeah, there was that. Yeah, the, it, famously, there is a broken yeah, statue. Yeah, the broken arch stone uh, was, represented a world that uh, From Software never had time to complete. Um, and in the release trailer, or the, 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 the big trailer that got released um, a couple weeks back, the spiraling shot down through the hub area, uh, the Nexus, I think it's called. Um, yes, that's correct. Like intentionally didn't show 
where the broken archstone was. It showed basically all the other archstones. It didn't show the plinth where the broken archstone would have sat. Uh, and people theorized, ooh, the, the, the archstone's actually going to be there this time. Uh, no, no, it's not. Mm. They're not. <laughs> uh, Bluepoint is here to update the game. They are not here to add content to it. Um, hmm. Well, good news for the devs, bad news for me. Yeah, uh, so there won't be a new world, uh, at least for now. Maybe they'll maybe they'll DLC it. Maybe that's what it's going to be. Uh, but Ugh. one suspects that, you know, the remit of Bluepoint Games here is to interpret Miyazaki's vision, not start bolting new shit onto it. Um, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I respect that. I just, like, to be honest with you, I'm not... I'm not really all that jazzed about the Demon Souls remake. I don't really care. Like I, I played Demon Souls and enjoyed it. Um, and and you know what? If 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 someone's gonna get to play Demon Souls they couldn't before, then then good. Like it's a good game. It's it's very fun. It might be my favorite Souls game. It's it, well, maybe not my favorite, but it's up there, right? But um, on the other hand, like I don't know. Like I just I don't need to see shiny palaces. I I, I saw all the decay and like decadence of the first demon souls in uh in like kind of worse graphics which made it better in some ways like it made it look worse which is what you want um i don't like the shininess i don't like that it looks 4k it, it doesn't do it for me which is not to say like it can't do it for anyone that's fine if you if, if if you like it i am i am very pleased for you but on the other hand i just i i can't i can't get myself to care yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'd be I I'm sort of interested in the remake because I I also played it when it came out, um, and at the time I actually bounced off of it because I disliked how muddy it looked um, and how there was like you usually saw this in Nintendo sixty four games, but they actually seemed to be having di draw distance problem. They had to use fog to obscure. In some it was um, I mean. It so the one thing I'm looking forward to in in a remake is the same thing I'm looking forward to in a blood, a blood uh, born remake, um, where uh, like if if that ever happens or when that happens, uh, which is that you'll save you'll get saved from the fact that it was kind of pushing boundaries a little too yeah. hard, right? Like I don't know. Uh, speaking of games that um, looked like. Uh, very, very muddy and uh, blah when they came out, and it was part of their appeal. Uh, let's talk about what we played this week. I am playing Fallout New Vegas. Ooh. Oh, okay, cool. Um, this is, That's a new Yeah, game. this is inspired because its 10-year anniversary just passed this past weekend, uh, and I watched uh, lead designer Josh Sawyer's uh, charity streams of it. Uh, he was raising uh, money for, the Calif for a California wildfire fund. Uh, and he had some interesting stuff to say on the stream. A lot of it was uh, he'd get questions like, um, do you think you would have designed this other thing differently now, knowing what you know? And his answer was always, no, I designed it the way I designed it on purpose, um, which is usually what. I, I, I respect yeah. that because I think the, the, like, the obvious answer would be like, yes, yes, I, I like obviously changed and I'm, I'm a little – uh, fine, but I like I like saying like no, I don't care, like whatever. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like there was always an error. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but there was always a, there was an error throughout the questions that he like sort of faintly didn't understand why people loved the game as much as they did, uh, because from Obsidian's point of view, this was an eighteen month project that they turned around, um, on with on Bethesda's behest, and it sort of underperformed on Metacritic, and they moved on, and it just became mm -hmm. this massive massive cult hit um yeah the one real interesting thing uh that he was able that he was able to get into was about the legion in that game um there are two factions fallout new vegas is like like any of the new fallout games uh you have a you have a wasteland you have a bunch of factions in that wasteland and depending on which factions you ally with you change the ending you know basic stuff right um fallout new vegas has two has three main factions They've got um, Mr. House, the enigmatic uh, ruler of the New Vegas Strip, uh, representing basically, you know, local feudal power uh, in the post-apocalypse. You've got the New California Republic, who are uh, sort of like, you know, greet us as liberators, liberal colonizers who are coming from California right, sure. to take over the place. Uh, and, you know, 
much like the Americans, they talk a big game about, you know, bringing democracy to the wasteland. Uh, but they are, you know, make no mistake, an occupying force. Uh, and then you've got Caesar's Legion. Caesar's Legion is like – so they steal their aesthetic from, obviously, Rome. But they're much more akin to, say, the Golden Horde. Um, more or less, this this guy there, – there is a guy named Caesar in Caesar's Legions, and he is the, the guy who runs the place. It's like a, it's like accountant-type guy, a very, you know, not entirely prepossessing dude, uh, but who has read, you know, a bunch of philosophy, uh, decided – Oh, yeah, people send me the Hegel screenshot yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, has decide, decided he wanted to unite the the warring barbarian tribes of uh, Arizona and New Mexico. And so he did, and he built himself a mighty war engine um, dedicate, and that finds its political unity and purpose entirely in conquest. The thing about that is you always have to keep it moving. The war engine always needs to be moving, and... Um, they uh, they wear like uh, repurposed football pads because what happens is they ransacked the ransacked the University of Arizona uh, and stole all the baseball and football equipment <laughs> like, from the program. Like so many power yeah. tens. Um, so the thing about the Legion is they are brutally brutally uh, misogynistic. Uh, women are treated as chattel slaves in the Legion, um, whose point is to uh, give birth to more legionnaires with all of the. Uh, Sexual politics or lack thereof and atrocities that that implies. Uh, the game doesn't of course, really yes. doesn't really shy away from this. The first time you meet the Legion uh, is in the real life town of Nipton, uh, California. Uh, in real life, Nipton. Nipton, which actually exists, is on the border of uh, of Nevada and California. And Nevada, though it has legalized gambling, does not have a lottery. Like, the lottery is banned. Uh, so if you want to mm -hmm. get lottery tickets, what you do is you hop the border over to Nipton. Um, so okay. when you roll into Nipton the first time, um, and it's close to the beginning of the game, uh, you find the Legion has put the entire town to the sword. What they did is they rounded everyone up, and they had a lottery. Well, that's not great. They had a big lottery. for the f And if you won first prize, congratulations, you got to live, because you leave one person alive as a messenger to the others. Uh, if you run second prize, uh, you got your legs broken and were left to die. Third prize, you got crucified. Uh, everybody else just got shot and left to die. Just, you know, got, you know, hmm. slaughtered. Uh, men, women, children, everybody. Okay. Um, and so your first encounter with the Legion is you walk into this abattoir of a town with, like, you know, a bunch of guys crucified on the road, on either side of the road. And the Legion's like, hello, this is who we are. This is what we do. <laughs> and for 90% of the players, this altercation, this meeting ends in a fight with the Legion characters dying, um, which, of course, means the Legion sends their assassins after you and you get in a running gun battle with that faction. And for better or worse, until you, a, a quest um, trigger happens later in the game and uh, you get your faction allegiances reset, uh, you are at war with the Legion. Right. So originally, there is a way in the Nipton encounter not to turn that into a fight. That's in the game. Uh, you can just tell them, yes, I will go throughout the wastelands and I'll spread your propaganda, basically. Hmm. And if you do that, you stay on the Legion's good side. Um, so there is a... Like you, like you want to yeah. be. I mean, come on. So there is a line of legion quests in the game but they're they're very truncated and short there's not much content in them compared to say the uh, new california republic quest line uh and obviously right. not many people have um completed them um yeah we were talking about this the other day about how um how they are uh the, some of the rarest accomplishments you can yeah get. yeah uh if you go on the steam uh, yeah we told the story before if you go on the steam achievements for the game and and check you know, globally, who has what achievements? Uh, completing the Legion campaign clocks in below. Uh, completing the game on hardcore difficulty for how many people have done it. Um, so uh, Sawyer was talking about uh, he had two real problems with the Legion uh, as it went into the game. 
The first is that he regretted how didactically and polemically they were written in the camp. He wanted them to be less brutally misogynist, um, less aggro about it, and more like considered and politically misogynist. Um, you know, uh, to be able to give you reasons why women had to be treated like livestock. Um, like people yeah. online. Uh, which I personally disagree with. I think that um, the way it happened, where you you go into Caesar's tent and Caesar gives you this um, this calm, semi-compassionate, but you brutally utilitarian argument, but entirely calm and theoretical about why what he's doing makes perfect sense and is necessary to maintain order. And then you go outside and you basically walk into a, like a, a horror story. And you see like, like the right. difference between theory and implementation being so drastically different and in such close proximity to each other, I think works very well in the game. Um, but he wanted – he as a designer, he recognized that if they were actually going to put more Legion content in there, they couldn't make them completely into monsters or else you'll end up in a situation where fewer people have completed the Legion quest than have beaten the game on hardcore. Um, right, of course. And which leads us to the second thing, which is that the, the final DLC of New Vegas is called Lonesome Road, and it involves the – a guy named Ulysses, who was the previous courier who picked up the, the – the plot of the story opens with you getting shot in the head because you were supposed to make a delivery, um, and delivery gets taken from you. The guy right. who was previously supposed to make the delivery was a guy named Ulysses, and he abandoned that delivery um, because he heard you were next in line to get the, get the, the job um, and leaves it a mystery. He, and you and he have like a backstory. Uh, and Lonesome Road is all about that backstory. Ulysses began life as an actual companion in the game. He was going to be um, the Legion companion. He was going to be the guy who in basically mm. exists to do apologia for the Legion. Um, okay. And he was written by entirely written by Chris Avalone. Um, okay. And yeah, who is uh, very much. Uh, revealed himself to be uh, um, uh, qualified yeah. to write now, uh, the apologia for Putting the that stuff aside, though, he uh, the thing he also was known for is that he goes on forever. He writes too much. And he – and, you know, he – Which works yeah. sometimes in, like, Planescape. Planescape's fun that it has so much stuff. Uh, some stuff, not yeah. so much. And a Fallout game, absolutely And, not. you know, and he was a high-level dev on the, on the project, so it wasn't like – he was really getting edited. Um, right, so what sure. he ended up with was um, Ulysses as a companion was fully finished. I believe he was fully voiced. Um, the character could be in the game right now, except they wow. realized that there was just so much content for him that with him in the game, it wouldn't fit on an Xbox 360 disc. It was too big. <laughs> so the second largest companion in the game in terms of content is uh, Sharon of Rose Cassidy, who is the mm -hmm. companion that I want to say most players are going to have with them. People love yeah, Sharon of Rose. Uh, yeah. For the entire game. There was, there was cut content with her, too. You're supposed to be able to get married to her. That was... Um, a, thousand, a thousand gamers just screamed out and were yeah, silent. So that, that's the level of importance that she is to the plot. She is basically the moral center of the story. Um, in terms of what the game prioritizes as its highest good, she's a decent woman who also doesn't uh, have great political aspirations for like taking over the wasteland. Uh, you know, <laughs> she's she's a good person, but she minds her own business, that sort of stuff. Like she's a she's a she's a Western character, um, right? Right. You she has six hundred voiced lines in the game, six hundred unique voiced lines. Ulysses had 1,100. Oh, my God. So not only and, – and, and Cass has the most lines of, like, any companion by far. Probably the next highest one is Veronica, the, the, the girl from the Fallout uh, – from the Brotherhood of Steel bunker. Um, and, she, and Veronica doesn't have anywhere near as much content as Cass does. So 1,100 lines – of dialogue, That's insane. and and you have to think about it. not only is that just a huge commitment in general, but 
it changes the focus of the story to have a character that important. Well, yeah, it becomes like yeah, that that's just like that's a, that's the main yeah, character that's, now. That's You're the not. guy like whose values and morals are privileged by the story. Like, because it's obviously not you. You as the player character are a cipher in these games. You don't have an ideology. You have gameplay Correct. mechanics. So, the those the the person who gets to tell the story per se is is the person who talks the most around you. And Ulysses, the Legion Apologia guy, had eleven hundred lines recorded. Yeah. See, that's a that's so. An issue. I'm <laughs> thinking they dodged a very major bullet um, by having to cut that character. Uh, and I suspect maybe you know this is entirely speculation, but I suspect maybe the fact that he made it, he didn't make it in, in a cut form, uh, and instead got wholly removed and revamped into endgame content uh, for the DLC, means that maybe someone on the project realized that too. Yeah, seems likely. Because uh, I mean, look, like these aren't these these are people who know what they're doing in terms of like making a game, like. Uh, like a bunch of extremely talented mm -hmm. folks um it's not like they would just like do it on a whim or or, or 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 even worse like they wouldn't just do it to make um <laughs> to make it fit right you don't just pick the biggest thing because it's the biggest thing you look at it and you say like oh hey <laughs> it's the biggest thing and actually that's bad it's that makes it imbalanced yep um so i have to say having played lonesome road Ulysses is not a character I particularly miss from the base game. Okay. Um, All right. But yeah, great. Been uh, plodding through that. What have you been up to? Well, I finally got far enough in uh, in Genshin Impact to enjoy it. Um, I like Genshin Impact. Uh, I'm also, I, as as we've talked about on the show, I'm playing Breath of the Wild as well. Uh, this is the this is the game Genshin Impact gets compared to a lot uh, because it has gliding mechanics. Uh, the health bars look similar. Uh, it has like the checkpoint thing, although any given game has that anymore uh for like expanding the map you find little map points and stuff that you can transport to uh it has a i would say like the foraging is very like breath of the wild as is the cooking however um the whole story is very different it feels a lot like i've, I've seen a lot of people say like oh it's one of those gotcha games that's like all about horny like ladies mm -hmm. or whatever and it's not really about it's not really like that if oh well then no sale tone <laughs> Listen, I, I'm here to tell you because I knew that you were going to drop about four to five thousand dollars on it. Um, but uh, it, it really feels more like a Dragon Quest hmm. game, like in that kind of tone, like where it, it is it is lighter by far than a lot of the games that surround it. Um, and it feels sort of like a classic adventure game. And the gotcha mechanics are fine. Like it's very stingy. Uh, with with good pulls, uh, which is fine because the game is very open about letting you do it without them. Like you can play the game with like sort of the base stuff um, where where it gets you to pay money is if you want extras. Like you're like, well, that sword looks really cool or like I like that character. I wish I had them in my party. Um, that stuff gets a little weird. But by and large, it's like a fantastic game and it's it's also free. Like it is it is so easy to lose yourself in it and to just explore the map. And I feel like it it functions like a much more elementally driven um Breath of the Wild. Like you have to worry about party composition and uh, you know, which one of your characters is ice versus fire versus lightning and which of them interact. Like it really, after a while, I would say after like two or three hours feels like a different game entirely, uh, which is to say something because like, I mean, this is, you know, rightfully described in some places as a breath of the wild. Like it has like the kind of, it certainly owes some of its appeal to that, but it is a different game. Like it is, it is very different. Uh, it feels more like a, a kind of brand new or, or at, at the most like a, parallel action rpg that is it's its own thing um so yeah i would definitely recommend it it's free um yeah it's good cool i will check it out i, I hear it does not have weapon durability so it has already uh solved nope, that issue it does not well yeah and if it had weapon durability in a game where uh for the big weapons you can get like 10 pulls that you pay money for um that's I mean, just the market that, baby that, <laughs> That's just that. That's so vile that I think even like people making gotcha are like, yeah, we can't get away with yet. This. Like, we can get away with most stuff, we but can't not get this. away with it yet. 
Yet, yeah, eventually. But yeah, no, I would say Genshin Impact is is like Arcanites, um, the other gotcha, like a a a, a humane gotcha. Because you can absolutely play that game, Genshin Impact, with just your base stuff. Like I've I've not I'm I'm a few I'm like, you know, five or six hours in. It's it's you know, still pretty early days, but like there hasn't even been like the hint of oh, I hit a wall, I need to like if I don't spend money, I'm not gonna be able to beat this game. Like it truly is just like it, it feels like a you know, a normal game where like other than oh that character looks cool, I wish I could have them, I guess I'll spend the free currency I have. Oops, I didn't pull them. I guess I won't. Right? Yeah. Um, it is very easy to not spend money if you can uh, if you can get past. Not that. spending money is the easiest thing in the world. Um, that's right. As our that's overlords right. have made us see during this pandemic. Mm. And on that note, well, anyway, uh, I think we made I think we made lemonade out of lemons today, John. I think there was not a lot of news, but we did a good job, uh, you know, siphoning what we could. Um, and I hope you have a. I hope you have a nice. So evening. do you, uh, So do I. About you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we'll talk to you again yep, next see week. See you guys.